The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. Welcome to a breaking news version of Just Another Why Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Happy to have you along for the ride one more time on this election night, Tuesday night here, November 6th, from deep in the heart of Texas. It's a melancholy version of Just Another Why Guys podcast. Nikki Jones in the co-host chair for this uh, this episode. And, uh, you know, I think we may have let our hopes get up a little bit too high. Mm. We, uh, But all, is, all hope is not lost. Things are actually really good. I'm a little bit, uh, you know what? We'll get into this here in a second, but I'm a little, I'm a little annoyed with your mood right now. Why? And I think we'll talk about it here in just a minute. <laughs> okay. Because things are good and I know. you got a sadness on your face that's bumming me out. I know. So, um, lots to talk about. Obviously, at the time that we're recording this podcast, uh, they actually haven't even closed the polls on the West Coast, um, but we already have some good news and some not so good news that we're just going to go ahead and record. And in all honesty, we're going to talk about this so that Nikki can go to bed because I don't have to work. I could stay up and watch election results all night and actually enjoy this shit. And Nikki couldn't care less really at this point. She's seen what she needs to see and she's ready to go to bed. So what do you say we get into this breaking news? Talk about some of the stuff that, uh, that happened tonight and, uh, let's go jogging. that you have on your face right now is bothering me a little bit. You're harshing my buzz here. Mm. So, sorry. Um there's some good and some bad and um some expected. So, let's just get right to it so that we can we'll save the positives for a little bit later, but Okay. Um motherfucking Ted Cruz won this goddamn election. <laughs> I'm not crying. It's fine. <laughs> Are you really emotional about it? I am actually. I just really believe in Beto. Beto, however the Beto. I don't know how to say it right. Um, I just really believe in him. Like, but here's I don't the great thing: he's ev- not dead. I know, but everything that I don't agree with all of his stances, right. even necessarily. And wait, I don't, wait, you mean you don't have to agree with every single thing that a candidate is, believes in to uh, want to vote for him? No. Oh, okay. I didn't know that's how that worked. Yeah, that's how that works. But so, like, every time I've heard him speak or, um, you know, like, watch anything with him, like, he just really, I mean, they were talking about it on MSNBC all night tonight, that he's just really talented at, he's very personable, yep. he listens He's right in there. Like, whether he actually does anything with what he listens to or not, whatever. But he actually, like, actively listens to people when they're talking to him and takes it in and doesn't just write it off or doesn't do the politician thing of turning it on to um, whatever his talking points are for that week. Um, 
so like I just in a world of politics where a lot of people are very disingenuous he comes across as very genuine right and that's such a rare thing um well and that's that's why he's resonated with so many people here in Texas and why he's resonated why his message has resonated throughout the whole country yeah you have people people like Padma people like Rosario Dawson um you know all these national people that have talked up Beto so much but couldn't vote for him. Right. You know, that's why he's raised so much money and why he has this national prominence now. And also it's because a lot of people just fucking hate Ted Cruz. He's a pretty hateable guy. He literally looks like a weasel. He is the Zodiac Killer. (laughs) And at the end of the day, he won. Yeah. You know, he. what's amazing is that I think he's going to end up with as many votes as number of people that voted in the last midterm election in Texas. Mm-hmm. Just the votes for Republicans, which means there was a huge voter turnout, but it was huge on both sides. Yeah. Which speaks to the increased notoriety of people. It wasn't just, hey, Repu- uh, Democrats got to get out the vote. Republicans saw what was going to happen, and therefore they counteracted, and they got up, and they got after it. Yeah. You know, it's tough when Texas is such a huge and diverse state, mm-hmm. and, you know, we, you talk, a lot of people talk about the bubble that you live in, or the echo chamber that you're in, and you, you know, pull your, you put yourself in a position to hear things that you agree with more often than not, but Texas is so big. And there's so many people here that vote on different issues that we live in a very blue part of Texas, mm-hmm. even though not very far away, it's real red. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say is, thank God the political ads are over for just a little while. For real. I'm so very much looking forward to not getting a Team Beto text message. Oh, for real. Or a Team Beto phone call. Like, I know they were doing the work, and that hard work that they put in, and those text messages, and those phone calls, are what are going to lead to the fact that he is only going to lose by two percentage points when a Democrat has not been competitive in a statewide race here in Texas in a generation. Right. So what this race has done, even though Beto is not going to win, he has set up a path for future Democrats to recognize, hey, here's an opportunity to study what this man has done, take what he has done, and believe that if you put in the work, maybe one day you can flip it. Right. The problem is, if you can't beat Ted Cruz with Beto O'Rourke, how are you... Like, the immensely hateable Ted Cruz. Mm -hmm. If you can't beat Ted Cruz, like, well, and don't you think part of the problem too in, in Texas or let's not even say problem, although I think of it as a problem, but not everybody, everybody necessarily would, but that Donald Trump has a pretty good base here. Um, like his base, who he plays to plays pretty well in Texas. So, I mean, beyond the fact that he's a Republican, just 
being a racist bastard that falls into line with a lot of, especially when it comes to Mexicans coming over the border, a lot of Texans are going to be on board with that. And so he automatically gets an in there. I totally lost my train of thought. Um, but so like... Hey, it wouldn't be a jog pod without the puppy and the kitty <laughs> fighting exactly. in the middle of us goddamn recording. Oh, you guys. Um, but I think that like Cruz is, is helped by... Where in some other races that we were seeing tonight, candidates were hurt by Donald Trump coming yeah. to see them or coming to stump for them. That's not the case in Texas yeah. because his base still loves him. Yeah. The people who voted for him still love him. They still think he's they think he's doing a great job. They love everything he's about. And so for a guy like Ted Cruz, who while there there was definitely during the primaries and stuff was very heated, he definitely licked Donald Trump Trump's boots and did what he had to do to um supplicate himself to that piece of crap. Yeah. And you know, whatever. I mean What's interesting is like Texas has this very like machismo persona of a state and like rough and tough Texas. Ted Cruz had a man who talked shit about his dad, called his wife ugly, and still stood next to him to try to win an election. Yeah. Like, it, I, I don't understand how that's Texas. That's a Texas kind of person. Like, I th- honestly, had Ted Cruz punched Donald Trump in the face, I think he would have won by 10 million votes. <laughs> Probably. And because everyone, some of the every- Democrats or some of the undecideds yeah. who weren't voting for him probably would have voted for him. I would have considered voting for him if he stood up and said, <laughs> hey, you know what? You know that shit you talked about my wife? Hey, thanks for coming down to Houston. Bam! Right in the kisser. Yeah. I would have been like, you know what? I disagree with a lot of what you said, but at least you had some fucking balls to stand up and say, hey, that's not fucking cool. Right. Come after me all you want during an election. My record is fair game, but talking bad about... Saying that my dad was part of the assassination of Kennedy? Right. Saying that my wife is ugly? Come on, bro. Yeah. But then to just... Put your arm around him so you can win a fucking election. Well, that's, I mean, that's his business. That's what he's in. So it just, it fucking baffles my mind. Yeah. So basically with that win, uh, at the point that they called the, the Texas Senate rate race with, uh, Beto losing that, uh, solidifies that Republicans will maintain control of the Senate. So let's move on to the good news. The good news is Democrats now control the House of Representatives. Thank God for that. So this is big news. Um, It looks like they may have a 15 to 20 seat majority, which is huge. This means that Republicans can't just push through any legislation that they want. They have, you know, Democrats can control the agenda. Democrats now control all of the committees the committee chairmanships all now are democrats one of the biggest things that i think uh comes out of this is that this basically ensures that robert Mueller can continue his investigation right because he will have protection from the house of representatives to continue this what comes of that who knows right but but a lot that's come of it at least he will have some cover right totally so it's a huge thing. 
some some interesting stories have come out. Um, Staten Island uh, in New York is a district that swung to Democrats, which is basically unheard of. It's like Orange County, California going for uh, Democrats. It's just, seriously, are you fucking kidding me right now? Get out of here, you guys. <laughs> Is this not a metaphor? Is this not night. a metaphor for our country's politics right Dogs now? Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> oh, Buster just punched him in the face. Ooh, snagged him. Jeez. Yeah, you got popped there, didn't you, pal? You okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Trying to do a podcast. You assholes. <laughs> They've been sleeping all night, and then we got up to come in here, and now they're just... They're like, why are you guys here shit? interacting and talking to each other? <laughs> it's weird. Um, yeah, so Democrats win the House. Um, that's huge news. That's a big deal. Um, some people are, oh, it's maybe not the wave that we thought it would be. We have a majority, and while that doesn't excite me that it's Nancy Pelosi is now the Speaker of the House, uh, I think we would... I think there would be value in someone else being speaker because she has the stank of all the things that she couldn't get done before. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, a couple of uh, interesting notes of races um, that have been won. Uh, Kansas has elected a openly gay female. Also, she's an MMA fighter. Oh. I didn't know this, but Native American... Openly gay, the state of Kansas has elected her to the House of Representatives. That's pretty awesome. So that's that's a huge thing. I feel like I should know what her name is. So talk for a second while I find this. Um, in Colorado, they elected a gay, openly gay governor. It's the first first openly LGBT governor in any state, I believe, which is awesome. I don't know what his name is either, which I should know. Um, but I didn't even hear about it. Like we were talking about that <laughs> only in Donald Trump, Trump's current America would a major candidate who ends up winning the race in a state be gay and it not be any sort of news. Right. Uh, so the, uh, the new house member uh, from Kansas, her name is uh, Sharice Davids. So yeah, that's, Good that's a huge that's deal. Awesome. I, I guess MSNBC said that that's the first native American was it Native serve? American woman or just Native American? I thought he said Native. I thought I they thought just, said just said Native, Native American. American. How can that possibly be? Well, we've done a real fucking terrible job of treating Native Americans with any sort of dignity in this country. Yeah. So, I'm uh, not really that's, surprised at all. That's amazing. Uh, even so yeah, better, even that's awesome. uh, that's a huge deal. And and of all states, Kansas. Yeah, who would have thunk? It's just crazy. Um, so let's see. Uh, do 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 do. Colorado. I remember the guy who was running against him had a really dumb name. Uh, Jared Polis. Jared Polis. He was running against a gentleman, uh, the, the whitest name ever, Walker Stapleton. <laughs> Bro, like, you're either you're either a Republican politician or a country singer with a, a name like th- that. Exactly. That is a country Maybe singer. Maybe a golfer. Name. Could be a golfer. Yeah, Walker. Rich, no matter what. Definitely rich. Definitely rich (laughs) and definitely very white. Very white. (laughs) That's like, why it is Colorado snow? Is that, uh, that's what's going on there. Um, But, you know, it's it's been an interesting night. And so I, I, I have a friend that lives in Colorado and I sent her a message and I was like, hey, so, uh, you got a, uh, 
you got a gay governor now. She's like, yeah, he's a douche. I've met him. <laughs> like, oh, all right, well, in fairness, she is a Republican, so I don't know. You know, but if she's that's tainting her judgment. Yeah, I mean, but she's also she's also very bright and very honest, and I think she would admit if he was a Democrat that was not a douche. So, I mean, I would hope so. She's never called me a douche, so at least not to my face. So she doesn't know you that well, then. Hey, <laughs> it's not fair. You can't lob There's, up a softball like that, Jones, and not expect me to things, hit it. Of all the things, of all the things that you can call me, is douche really the best? I mean, I call him a lot of things, but I'm not. Am I douchey? Yes. Really? Yeah. That's not nice. I mean, I'm sorry. Do you want me to start lying on your podcast? Is that what you want me to do? Yeah, please. (laughs) So the one thing that I am bummed that I'm going to bed without knowing is whether uh, I want to know who the governor of Georgia is going to be. Um, And Georgia and Florida. I want to know both of those governors and that Senate race. Right. in, in Florida. I'm bummed I don't know the answers to those, but I'm very tired, so I'm I, going to sleep. I, I think that Republicans are going to win both of those races. What's going to be in interesting... In Florida, you mean? Yeah. Do you think in Georgia as well? Do you, uh, think? you know, they haven't talked about Georgia. They hadn't talked about they Georgia They haven't in talked a real about it for time. a while. There was a thing... The problem with Georgia was that um, a bunch of the polling places were being uh, held open longer because they had so many... Uh, so many voter problems so right now uh 68 percent of the voting is in at 9 51 central time as we're recording this brian kemp has 54.4 percent of the vote uh for 1.553 million and stacy abrams has 1.275 million okay so it's a lot closer than it has been and a lot of the outstanding vote i believe is in districts that would be favorable to Democrats. So we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. I really want her to win. Like, I like her a lot. Yeah. That's the that's the problem. Democrats have some super likable candidates and some strong candidates. And you have people that are just entrenched in their political beliefs. Yeah. And people that vote on one issue and one issue alone. Which is interesting because... And and you can speak to this a little bit. You used to be a person that voted mostly on a single issue. When no. you had when you had that ten year stretch of being like dyed in the wool, die hard Christian. Like you told me that the only re- you voted for George Bush strictly because of his pro life stance. Um, I mean, what I would say. I mean, maybe I said that. I don't know. I, I what I would say. Why I voted for George Bush. <laughs> why, why Why would I have this in my memory if you didn't say it to me? I don't know. I mean, it's very possible that I said that. But wh- why I remember voting for George Bush, because ab- abortion's not really ever been... Maybe for one election cycle it was, I yeah. guess. But for it's never been a, an issue and that actually, I voted let, on. Let me clarify my point. I, I don't... Let me rephrase what I said. It's never been a key issue I think that me. maybe... Maybe I, I may be misconstruing what you said... You voted for him because of his strong, what you felt were his strong Christian beliefs. I believe maybe is more accurately yeah, what you I said. Yeah, I would definitely say that that was an impact. And then also, <laughs> and not, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but um, in in his second election, I didn't vote in the 
Al Gore, George Bush election. Um, so I voted in the John Kerry, George Bush election. One, I do not like John Kerry. There's nothing about him that is, um, that gets me excited, that gets me want to vote, gets me wanting to vote for him. And I, I tried really hard. He's to me is one of those candidates. Like he's a Mitt Romney. He was the democratic Mitt Romney to me. Like he was running for president because it was his time. And I don't know what he stood stood for. I don't know anything about him other than that. He was a war hero, a war hero, and that he's been in government service for a really long time. I don't know anything about what he wants to do anything about that. So it was really hard for me to vote for him because of that. And the way that this is so dumb, it's embarrassing to admit now when George Bush cried after nine 11, when he gave a speech and he said something about that, he was a feeling person. That's why I voted for him. Although looking at things with a full picture in with time as a, as a lens, I most definitely would change my vote, change my vote. But I I think that's the only, that's the only time I've ever voted for a Republican for president was for George Bush in his second election. So have we heard anything about what's going on with your brother? I haven't heard a thing. So, um, I know that in the primary, the guy he's running against, he kicked the crap out of. So, um, cause for his, for his seat, there's two, it's just him and the guy that he's running against, who is the dad of a guy I graduated from high school with, um, which is just random. But anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) um, I, I would expect that my brother will win unless something has changed, but it doesn't really seem like anybody's that excited about it. So like he wasn't having any sort of gathering together. My dad was like, I mean, he ran because he felt like he wanted to, but if he doesn't win, I don't think he's going to be devastated or anything. So it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Well, so we, uh, overall, overall, do you feel like your opinion of tonight is tainted by the fact that Ted Cruz won? You care less it, that that affects your mood more strongly than the Democrats being in control of the House. So I would say short term, yes. Long term, no. Yeah. Uh, like tonight, I'm really bummed because I really like I knew it was going to be a very difficult road for yeah. for Beto to win. I knew that, and like I've been trying to tell myself tell myself that, and I'm very much in an echo chamber. Like I'm in a Beto O'Rourke. Facebook group, like a lot of the people that I interact with are, except for at work, are Beto fans. So I knew that I wasn't hearing a lot of, of other opinions, but I just really thought. But I mean, really, whose opinion are you going to hear that's going to get you to change your mind on Ted fucking Cruz? Well, nobody was going to change my <laughs> mind on him. No one's going to change my mind, right. but I wasn't hearing a lot of what other people were saying, you know? Right. Um, and like, I, I wasn't really paying attention to see how passionate other people were about it so in any case like tonight i'm bummed because i really wanted Beto to win but i mean i think national politics is in his uh is in his future anyway so and and hold that thought for just a second yeah the 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 difficulty that i had is that it looked real good from the beginning like all the early precincts were coming in and the early vote and that all looked really good and there was so much vote out for Harris County and finally 
like Carvel comes on and sends, says something that I'm excited about. I'm like, oh, well, Carvel, like Carvel was right in 2016, and he was a little bit. He was right earlier tonight when he said, "Hey, things look okay, but you know, it's not this huge swing that people thought." That. So he comes on. He's like, "Oh yeah, well, I thought I kind of like the way this is looking." And I was like, "Oh shit, okay. Well, maybe he does have a shot at this." And literally, like 15 minutes later, they're like, "Up, oh, Ted Cruz is one." I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? But James Carville also did say, I wish they would freeze the Harris County votes right where they're at right now because where they were at, Beto Beto was in the lead. Yeah. And so because you don't know what's going to come in with those votes. So So it looks like they still have not called uh, the Senate race in Florida. They still have not called the Florida governor's race. I, one of the things that is important that you know to talk about as uh, as we look at things is the number of states that are now uh, have Democratic governors. Um, some important swing states have uh, Democratic governors. Yeah, and we're coming up on a census cycle and a redistricting cycle, and all of those things are going to play a huge role in shaping. Uh, voting going forward yeah. uh, there was a ballot measure uh in florida to restore voting rights to felons that have paid their debts to society and that could reestablish the voting eligibility of like 1.5 million people it's a so big that's deal. that's a huge deal and that looks like that's that has passed which i completely agree with like absolutely i find it ridiculous that if you commit a felony in your 20s right which a lot, most, I think most major crimes happen in your twenties Yeah. because, well, one, you're probably locked up if you commit one after that. So right. if you were going to commit more, you can't, but to commit a crime in your twenties and then have that affect you for the rest of your life to never be able to have your input in right. the political system is ridiculous. Yeah. You're completely disenfranchising people. It's one thing if you are uh, on parole and you still have like whether it be community service or probation time and stuff to serve what, but once you are completely free and clear of that, I don't understand why that should still hold you back from becoming a full citizen in the country to reestablish a positive trend in your life. And honestly, I mean, this is, this just shows the left winger in me, I guess probably, but like, so I view, I guess it comes down to how you view voting, whether it's a privilege or it's a right. Yeah. And I view voting in the U.S. as a right. And so... Well, there's not a question. It, it is a right. So it's I don't think that... It's literally in the Bill of Rights. So then, in my opinion, I don't think that it should matter if you've committed a crime. You should still be able to vote. Yeah. So I think that they should have polling places in prisons. Like, I think that prisoners should be able to vote. Yeah. Why would they be discon... Why, why should they... And but it's well, not universally accepted because right. Georgia is an example of this. I was just listening to a podcast, shockingly, just listening to a podcast where they were talking about this. How like they don't the um, camp and whatever the hell the other guy. There's another guy who is with I can't remember any of their names. Anyway, um, he doesn't believe that voting is a is a is a right. It's a privilege. No. And so if you don't take part, then they're going to expunge you off the rolls. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. 
bunch of criminal fucks as usual. Pretty much. Um, so real quick, I know you want to go to bed, so we'll, you know, we don't need to go an hour here. And we're both so deeply entrenched with facts and figures to just lay out and really break this down. Like, really dive down. Yeah, I can't Let's remember see. anybody's name, so that's helpful. Um, Terrible names. But, yeah, so the next thing is, what, what does Beto do next? Um, obviously, he's still a member of Congress. Um, so he'll go back to El Paso and continue to do that. They're already starting the talk of, does he run in 2020 for president? As a fan of Beto, what do you think is going to happen and what do you hope happens? So, like, my heart says, yeah, he should run. Mm-hmm. But, like, what is the dude? Like, is he even my age? Like, he's, I don't even know how old he is. He's pretty young. He's in his 40s for sure. So, I mean, he has government experience and governing experience in the house. Beto O'Rourke is 46 years old. In fact, his birthday is just six days after yours. It is? September 26th, 1972. So he's three years older than you. Um, Dude. <laughs> <laughs> to put you, what? Like, you know when you see somebody who's like really accomplished yeah. and you're like, oh, you're three years <laughs> Oh, what the hell have I been doing with my life? <laughs> Never mind. Um like you're a grown like you you have like a job like you do things huh i'm just going to sit on the couch and watch netflix all saturday in my jammies but i mean good for you um i mean i think that he's certainly going to be approached to run right i i would be shocked if he doesn't throw his hat in the ring i i think that he will um i don't know if he should though but I think that he probably will. Ooh, quick breaking news. Uh, the second Senate seat in Minnesota, in a rare occurrence, both Senate seats in Minnesota were up for election right. this cycle. Uh, and both of them have gone to Democrats. Yes! As uh, Tina Smith, I think that was Tina Smith? Tina was Smith. That? Yeah, Tina Smith has uh, defeated Housley uh, in, that, uh, in that race. So That's awesome. Both senators from Minnesota go to the Democrats. And both, both women. are women. So congratulations to uh, both of them. Um, yes. So in regard to Beto, I think Beto uh, definitely has a future as a national politician. I think it would be in his best interest to not run in 2020. Yeah. 2020 is all going to be a referendum on Donald Trump. But now wait a second. As I'm thinking about this. Maybe he is actually has the perfect message to run against Donald Trump. Because as I've talked about before, and I don't know if I talked about this on a podcast. I know you and I have talked about this several times before. But I think one of the biggest mistakes that Hillary Clinton made mm. was that she should have run without ever mentioning Donald Trump's fucking name. Yeah, She should have went out and said, here are my beliefs. Here are my policies. Here's what I want to do. Because the second it becomes about Donald Trump, then every story is about Donald Trump. Right. Whether they're talking about Donald Trump or they're talking about Hillary Clinton talking about Donald Trump. Right. So I think she should have run every single day and not mentioned his name. And I think that is a strategy that maybe could work against Beto. Uh, with, for Beto. For Beto, yeah. I think that the better case scenario would be to run in 2024. Mm-hmm. Give him a little bit more opportunity to continue to build a resume as an activist and as a congressman and and go from there. 
depending on what happens in 2020. That, of course, assumes that now that Democrats have control of the House, that Donald Trump even can run for president in 2020. Um, but at the same time, who who else is out there to put so up against him? My heart says, yeah, I would love for Joe Biden to run. I know he's old as hell. I would love. Do we for need him another old ass white man running? If for it's president? Joe Biden, yes. I don't. I love Joe. But Joe Biden. Biden is super old. Joe Biden is so much older than you realize. I know he's super old. So Joe Biden right now is seventy five. Yeah. So that means he's running for president at, at 77. 77. That means that when he, if he is able to finish his four-year term, he would be 81. Is that yeah. math right? That's correct, yes. Yeah. Does it, does he no, get, 82. No, 81. Well, his, his, his birthday is November 20th. So... He he's not he's he's seventy six right he'll be seventy six later this month. Yeah. So two years he's seventy eight. So it'll be eighty two after his first term. So he's running for re-election, assuming he wants two terms. He's eighty two years old. Yeah. It feels more like Joe Biden should be a kingmaker at this point. I know. President President Obama, Vice President Biden. They should be the guys that are building up the next person. Yeah. I know. I just, well, I just, I really wanted him the last election. So I'm, I completely understand why he didn't run because of everything with his son dying and, um, and everything. But I feel like if Joe Biden had run, um, and he would have won the, the nomination that he would have won the election. I feel like he could have run against because even though like because he has a lot of those same qualities that people like about Trump yeah. Um, because he's I mean, although he's very much an insider, like he kind of does dumb stuff all the time. Yeah. He makes flubs. He's not super. He's not a super polished, well quaffed politician, but is somebody who has a ton of heart is really witty and snappy and can come back at Trump. Like I, th I feel like he could have had a chance in any case it's water under the bridge. He didn't run, but, um, so I don't know, like, I don't know who it is in 2020. So it's gotta be somebody soon. Somebody's gotta be right. Yeah. Kennedy, maybe yeah. Joe Kennedy. So here's, so I just did a quick Google search and of course the Washington post has an article uh, ranking uh, some of the folks that are possibilities. Here's an idea. How about Amy fucking Klobuchar? Oh, dude, I would. I'd be behind her anytime, anytime. Um. So let's go here. So they have 15 people currently ranked. Um. Actually, I think this is a little bit of an older article. This is from July. Number 15, Oprah Winfrey. No. Why would Oprah want to be the fucking president? Oprah would never run for president. She would never want to do it. Uh, New Orleans Mayor Mitch Landrieu. Don't know anything about him. Uh, do, 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 do. Former President Barack Obama has spoken about him being the future of the Democratic Party. Mm. Uh, Senator Sher Sherrod Brown from Ohio, yeah. who uh, just held on he just his won. seat tonight. Uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, giant no. piece of shit. 
Uh, Senator Chris Murphy from Connecticut uh, has said previously that he wouldn't run, um, but uh, did win uh, his Senate seat again tonight. Former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg. No. No. That's why. I don't want anybody from New York politics in Washington, D.C., because I've just been listening to, shockingly, a podcast <laughs> called American Scandal that is talking about when Elliot Spitzer, that whole thing blew right. up. There, it, it, is, it is no change from Tammany Hall. Yeah. It is exactly Tammany Hall still, all these hundreds of years later. Former U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder. Mm-hmm. I like that. Former Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, also a uh, key part of uh, President Obama's election. Mm-hmm. Uh, former Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick. I don't know who that is. Senator Kristen Gillibrand, who just won her just seat won. tonight. Uh, a pretty obvious choice that uh, we didn't mention earlier. Senator Cory Booker. Yeah. Because I'm just trying to think of like who has a national name already. And like Cory Booker for sure yeah. is, would be. Uh, the Times has uh, Joe Biden as number four on this list. Here we go. Senator Kamala Harris from California. Uh, yes, take my money. I will vote every single time for Kamala Harris. Give me, give me Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren as a one-two punch <laughs> to take down that Cheeto dusted crotch happen, rocket. But it would be awesome. I just call him a crotch rocket. I don't know what you call him. I was too I was busy talking for. myself. I wasn't listening to you. Eh, what a surprise. <laughs> And their number one uh, power ranking, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. But to me, Bernie has the same problem that Joe Biden has. Like, Bernie's old as hell. Yeah. And I feel like like while I'm on board for almost every single thing that Bernie has to say. Bernie's 77 right now. Yeah. Like, while I'm on board for almost every single thing Bernie has to say, like, I, there is very little that I disagree with him on. Yeah. I. You know what's interesting? Mm. Elizabeth Warren is 69. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> She's the same age as but. Ronnie Munt. I'm Munt. Um. <laughs> I didn't know this. Elizabeth Warren is from Oklahoma City, or she was born in Oklahoma City. Oh. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Um. I love her. I love Bernie Sanders. Like, Elizabeth Horn- Warren to me, though, uh, well, she gets a little too um, wonky. Yeah, wonkish. Yeah, I mean, she's out there for sure. Which I wonkish is not out there. Wonkish is like gets too deep into like she policy. gets into the minutia and yeah. the yeah because that's what her strong suit is. Like yeah. she she's is a, a policy wonk. Yeah, like she's <laughs> she's a rip it apart and sh- like she's a. She seems to me like a teacher yeah. and like like she's a rip it apart and tell you how it works sort of person. So and this is this is not something that I believe, but it's something that I feel at where we continue to fall short as a society is would men vote for a female candidate that feels a little too trying to educate them? I would say that there are many men that would not vote for that. Like the men, the the men that are mansplainers aren't gonna vote for a woman that tries to, you know, 
How the hell is a how the hell is a woman gonna tell me anything? Because honestly, I think obviously Elizabeth Warren would be running as a Democrat, but even if she was a Republican yeah. with that personality as a Republican, yeah. I don't think that many Republican Republican people would vote for her. Yeah, so I'm I'm all in for I want to I want either Kamala Harris, uh, Cory Booker, or. Like I think Joe Kennedy is on my list. Joe Kennedy, he's real young though. Yeah. He's like thirty six, yeah. thirty seven. It seems like he doesn't want to do it though. Like he stepped up uh, after. Didn't he step up and had a speech after the State of the Union that seemed like he was real gung ho to to get after it? And then he's kind of just been quiet. Yeah. Of course, he wasn't running for anything. So he did I don't a bunch know. of stuff with Beto. Yeah. So. At the end of this, we're going to wrap it up here. We've dragged you farther <laughs> along than I'm sure that you wanted to go. But uh, overall, I think a positive night for Democrats, obviously. Um, it wasn't as positive as they wanted. Right. But not a, not a but failure realist- by any means. But realistically, More realistic. winning the Senate was never a realistic right. opportunity. Especially once Heidi Heitkamp, um, it seemed like she wasn't going to be able to win. I'm not sure where we're at for Missouri. It uh, didn't look good for Claire McCaskill. No. Um, so, but. And that's an interesting thing, too, that they were talking about on MSNBC and something to see going down the line is like a McCaskill who's been a moderate and has kind of tried to walk that line. And excuse me, I keep burping um, and has been just trying to appease Republican voters and get enough of them to come over to her side to get her elected. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Beto's campaign affects those types of campaigns Yeah, where he did not run that kind of a, I mean, he's certainly not a left wing crazy, but by any means, no, like he is like, he's basically a Republican, just more left than most of them. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I liked him enough, but I don't agree with, I I don't agree with a lot of what I I like him more so than I probably like a lot of his policies, but well, folks, anyway, that's, that's going to be the end of this special midterm election night breaking news jog pod. I hope that as you wake up and listen to this in the morning, you are hopeful for the next chapter in this experiment called America because there is more that unites us, unites us than divides us. There is hope. But this is not the end. This is just an affirmation that if you are a believer in democratic policies and you are a believer of inclusion and moving forward in this country, that now you have to continue to put in the work. Work doesn't end with the election tonight. There's a lot more that needs to be done. So this is a good first start. But now, it's hard to say this, but now we got to focus on 2020 because there's a lot of <laughs> shit that we got to get done. I don't want more political ads again. <laughs> it's going to be maybe what? Maybe six months? Maybe. Probably not even that long before they'll release because Trump's already campaigning for his yeah. re-elections. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, that's that's what all these fucking rallies are. Like, Yeah, it's all campaign stuff. Yeah. Which is a whole other thing. Yeah. The legalities of which, 
little shaky. When you just are constantly lying and doing illegal bullshit all the time and no one calls you on it, you just keep doing it. Yep. So we'll see what happens. That's going to be the other interesting thing. Now that Democrats control the House, they have the ability to have oversight hearings on all the little shady shit that he does. So prepare yourself. There's going to be a lot of fucking hearings in the next couple of years. For real. doesn't mean that they're going to be able to stop anything. Hope that you enjoy watching C-SPAN and watching hearings because it's going to be all kinds of good fun. Gross. But, uh, you know, we'll try and uh, move off politics into some other fun topics uh, as we move into more jog pods continuing on later this week. Um, we'll be back uh on Tuesday, this is the second podcast this week. Um, yeah, not exactly 100% sure what we're doing, but it'll be more along the lines of our fun conversations that we like to have. So I thank you for the downloads and the listens, and I love all of you. Let's uh, continue to be the change that we want to see in the world. Get after it. Continue to do the hard work. That's it for this week's episode of Just Another Why Guys Podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Always protect the fivefold. Hey, Ty, who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking Ryan. Too much. Oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurt. Too much. Too much. Oh. It's too big. It was too much.